no music, that's how you know it's going to be just a straight fire episode is when there's no music to start the episode at the beginning here. Maybe I'll go back and put music in. I don't know, but I'm doing this as close to live for a Tuesday morning as you can possibly do it. So who knows if you're going to hear music before I talk. So let's just assume that you did not. Hope everybody is having a great week, had a great weekend, had a great whatever month, year, whenever you're listening to this, wherever it is in the sequence of things you're listening to. I hope it's all been great for you. How about that? Coming off of Father's Day weekend. I had an incredible Father's Day weekend. Um, I will tell you guys, Will crushed it this year. Got me a multi-tool. I don't even know if you guys have seen these. They're like a multi-tool with a hammer and pliers. So they're not the needle nose pliers or like actual the bigger pliers, which I could have used this past weekend on my boat. Anyway, really thrilled to get that gift. Really pumped about it. I will be able to use that and it will probably keep me from sinking my boat at some point this year. So Will crushed Father's Day. Hope you guys all had great days out there. We're able to get some mowing in, maybe a little grilling, maybe a little uh wanna have a catch dad, maybe a little uh thir- uh what uh good game buddy. Dang it, I was trying to think of all my dad jokes and puns there. Wore your white new balances with your knee high socks. See a lot of guys in our in our world uh kind of practicing for dad daddom even though they don't have it or they don't already have kids. <laughs> Kale pain. <laughs> I, I've got, I'm obviously flying solo this week. I have got six items going to hit you with. These will be really quick. This will be a short episode. I'm keeping the, I'm keeping the mood up. Do you see this? Do you see my energy? Are you feeding off of my energy on a Tuesday morning or Thursday afternoon or whenever you're listening to this? I'm like human caffeine. First thing I'm sharing with you guys is live show tickets are on sale. They are 10 bucks. I think there's a fee on them because Eventbrite, because we're charging for them, puts a little fee on top of that. If you can't afford the tickets, so you got all your families coming in, there's six of you or something. If you can't afford the tickets, please let me know. We don't want the cost to be a barrier to you coming to have fun with us at this event. Enjoy yourself, talk conservation, but also really have a good time, laugh, be part of the community. So I always struggled with putting a cost on the ticket. We've got to put a cost on the ticket because it's expensive to do the event. So the trade-off is some folks have offered to donate some tickets for folks that couldn't afford them. If you can't, don't let it be a barrier, please. Live show tickets are on sale. I'm going to put them out to the general public a week from when this airs. So all the podcast world is going to have an extra week to buy tickets and kind of make sure they, they're able to get in. Uh, hope, hopefully we're sold out and you guys just go nuts and we'll, we'll do a second show. <laughs> no, we won't do a second show. I can tell you all that the theme of the night is all Florida. We're going to have a shirt that is only available at the live show. You won't be able to get it any other place, any other time, unless we don't sell out of them that night, but uh, we're not going to buy that many of them because shirts are just a pain to deal with. We will have a shirt that's only available at the live show to celebrate that night. Think a band t-shirt or a, I don't know. Did you, did people get concert ticket t-shirts when they were kids? It won't look like that. Like when I was a kid, it was like Nirvana or Guns N' Roses or Pearl Jam. Anyway, think think live live show shirt. It's going to look cool. Um, really excited about design. We got that back over the weekend. Second thing I want to talk about. If you guys have not listened to last week's conversation, AJ DeRosa with Project Upland, getting a lot of really mixed feedback on this one. And I just find that fascinating because AJ said a lot of things that we've had other guests say that some people that are pushing back on AJ actually enjoyed it when the other guests said it. And I'm struggling. Is that 
Is the reason for that because he was the chair of sportsman for Biden? If it bothers you that much that so we're going to have some folks of opposite of views or I won't even say opposite views because I agreed with, you know, 99% of what AJ said on that podcast. But if it, if it bothers you that we're going to have that, I, I don't mean to sound this callous, but there's an unfollow button. So sorry to, sorry to be that way. But I mean, we've done, we actually interviewed a number of folks from the Trump uh, water sub cabinet last year. So, and we got some pushback on the other side from that. I'm okay with pushback. I'm okay with you not liking everybody you hear and not agreeing with everybody you hear. That's okay. No one's going to agree with everything. And that's something that AJ said on the podcast. Anyway, I appreciated him doing it. I'm going to tell you guys something interesting. It should tell you something about his character a little bit is of the 41 interviews we've done. AJ is one of six people to share it. And he's got a pretty big platform to share it on. I really appreciate that. And that says something to me about, about him as a person. Maybe, maybe it says something about how he understands marketing too. Um, but it's a thing that I don't usually push on people to share their podcasts, their interviews, everything else. Really appreciate him doing that. I really appreciate him taking the time and I look forward to, to continuing to work with him. And when I say work with him, that means he would tell you straight up that we've been somewhat adversarial behind the scenes. Maybe that's not the right word, but we've disagreed behind the scenes. Um, and Dan and I devoted a whole podcast last year around this time uh, to taking apart an article that AJ wrote. I think he kind of alluded to that on the podcast. So he's someone I'm not afraid to disagree with, but I respect tremendously because he's okay disagreeing and standing up for what he believes in and vice versa. So appreciate him doing that. If you haven't listened to it, I'd love to hear your feedback on it, hear your thoughts on it. I'm also going to tell you this conversations are on a break. That's the last conversation you're going to hear until after stalling, stalling, still stalling until <laughs> July 8th. I'm taking two weeks off to regroup, gather those back up. I've got some other stuff that I'm going to share with you later in the podcast that I'm working on, but between the live show, the business of the show, the business of cast and blast doing interviews, running up and down the road, iCast is coming up. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, just a lot going on in my world, in our world. So I'm really trying to do the best I can with everything I got. We're at 12 episodes. We're still going to get, my goal was to get to 30. I think we'll still get to 30. No problem on the conversation side. So hang with me. Don't give up on me. Hope everybody's on summer break anyway, and you can catch up on some of the podcasts you've already missed or, or are behind on. The next thing I want to tell you about coming out of that and, and part of the, I won't say part of the reason for it, but another thing I'm focusing on this summer is the My Florida series. I'm sure you've seen some of these by now. We've, we've published two at the time of this recording. The first one was Elizabeth Libran de Bland. And we interviewed Elizabeth. She, don't call her Liz. That's not her nickname. Her nickname is Barb. But we interviewed Elizabeth. Uh, she was our first interview of this conversations series back in February, late February, early March. And she wrote a fantastic column on where her Florida is. We, we asked everyone to answer the question, my Florida is blank, and then explain to us why it's their Florida. And Elizabeth took a run at it. Man, she talks about, I, I forget the exact verbiage she used, but a sandbar that's undiscovered off the, off the coast where she spends a day or running her dogs in the deer woods or behind the windshield of a truck. Like just such a... You, you were there with her and it was such a succinct, beautiful way to describe the thing that she loves. And she talks about her work with American Daughters of Conservation and why she cares so much about doing conservation work and that Florida needs to be saved and, and cared for. And then this past week, we 
shared our platform with Mr. Josh Wynn. And if you don't know Josh, he and I have been friends for several years and he's a deep dude. He's one of those guys that you get in a conversation with and you leave energized and challenged at the same time, which is a tough needle to thread. If, if you know what I'm talking about, if you're shaking your head, you're like, yeah, I know, I know exactly those kind of, those kind of folks. Josh is one of those guys. Here's the thing that I love most about Josh and he's making some career changes right now. He's going through some stuff in a good way, but Josh is a builder in Florida and he is a native Floridian. He's been here a long time. His family's been here a long time. He loves to hunt. He loves to fish. He loves his state. And as a builder, he took a, an approach to doing houses that both fit into the Florida culture, the Florida style and environmentally took measures to protect Florida. We're going to build, everyone knows we're going to build. Why can't we do it better and hold ourselves to a higher standard? And that's something that I've always admired Josh for doing. I asked Josh if he wanted to write one of these pieces and he did. And oh my gosh, did he knock it out of the park? Uh, he talks about my Florida and I'm not going to give you spoilers, but if you go to castandblastfl.com, you'll just have to scroll down a little bit and you'll find the first of the my Florida series or the second of my Florida. You'll see one pretty quickly. Uh, but those are written pieces only. We're not doing podcasts with them. Uh, some of the folks you will have heard on the podcast, some of them you won't, but we really wanted to give people a platform where they could share the written word of why they care so much about this state and what makes this state so special. And I think what's really cool is this is going to culminate the week of the live show. We'll run the last one of these unless we just get overwhelming support and people want to keep doing them, but we'll run the last one of these. And then the theme of the live show is all Florida. So I think, I think it's really going to dovetail in it's the summer of Florida and, and I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of the content we're putting out. Uh, I think I've said that to you guys before. I don't like to put out content just to add to the noise. So you're not ever going to see us put out something that is, you're not going to catch more fish with these seven lures in your tackle box, or you won't believe what this girl caught when she threw a chicken nugget into the school of redfish. We're not doing clickbait articles. I'm sorry. I know that's the right way to do growth and business marketing 101 and all that other jazz. I'm not going to compromise on that. I want to put out good content. I want to put out content that I would want to read and that I'm proud of. And at the end of the day that our writers celebrate and they're, they're proud of what they put out on that site. So thank you to Elizabeth. Thank you to Josh. I can't wait for what we've got to come. Like I've, I've read all of the ones that I have in so far. And we've got a couple of people that are, that are still trickling in. Um, they were on vacation and, or had had conferences and things they were away at. So we've still got a few more coming in. But y'all are going to love these. It's, it's a great series, and I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of everyone that's that's putting their, their voices and their effort behind it. The next thing I want to tee up is iCast is coming. Cam Bissell is going to join me at iCast this year. So he will probably join us for the iCast recap, but he's also going to do some write-ups on some of the stuff that we see at iCast, the new product showcase, everything else. So I'll really be excited to share a different perspective on that. And he may want to argue with me about some of what he sees and thinks and whatever else under the sun. Last thing on my list is the RHA rule changes came out this past week. Uh, and to say that I am disappointed would be the understatement of the year. Um, I was pretty certain this was how it was going to go looking, kind of reading the tea leaves. But I'm going to I'm gonna lightly hit on this here. And I'm going to tell you guys, in lieu of one of the conversation series over the next two weeks on a Thursday, I'm going to put out a deeper dive on this. If you care about RHAs, listen to it. If you don't, don't. I understand. There's 12,000 duck hunters in Florida. 
and uh, I would argue that they are one of the most endangered species in the state because we ain't going in a good direction the way this looks. Um, the the RHA commenting tool was released. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. If you love the RHA rule, I would say there's nothing you need to do. If you hate the RHA rule, I would say that's a good opportunity for you to voice your displeasure with the commenting tool. Um, it's basically a survey monkey link. Uh, I'm not going to say that you can open it in a private browser and take it as many times as you want because that would be nefarious, but I'll, I'll come back for sure and edit this out. Uh, two things that they quote unquote changed is one is the rule, the verbiage around where the poles for the signs go. Like the fact that this is a thing that came out of all of the conversations, the sign on letter, all the pushback, uh, one of the commissioners asking him for a denial opportunity. The fact that what came out of it was a change in the poll requirement is, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even have words to describe what that is. Um, so you can share your thoughts on the poll requirement. I'm going to, in, in uh, due to speed of editing, I'm not going to share my thoughts on the poll requirement. Just to say, I'm not a fan of the poll requirements because I don't think the rule should exist. The other thing that they asked for feedback on is they are now willing to investigate changing the name from restricted hunting area. Uh, the best suggestion I have seen or heard is uh, a listener suggested fantasy land. And I know that I sound bitter about that. I don't mean to sound bitter, but it is a frustrating situation uh, as someone that's poured a lot of time and energy into this. And as someone that I don't know if this is fair or not, but I like to think that we try really hard to stand up for the common hunter, the average hunter, the regular hunter, the, the recreational guy, the weekend warrior. And, and I say recreational guy, the recreational gal. I think you can see that reflected in so much of the content we produce and so much, many of the programs that we've run and so many of the ways we've tried to approach things. So this is a thing that felt really like a, a complete disregard to that. Does hunting go away in Florida if this rule passes? Absolutely not. No, it doesn't. But I do think it's a chipping away at a foundational aspect of hunting that we should care more about than we do. And I think that should that should hurt all of us. I think it should really sting us. And if it doesn't, I think we need to look introspectively at ourselves. Um, there is some support from the hunting community for the new rule, even though the new rule is the same as the old rule. Uh, I will tell you that sort support has flip flopped twice since the last commission meeting. So that support had come over to kind of, I'll say our side. I don't mean for it to be sound that adversarial. And now it has changed back. So there's no telling what they're going to say on any given day and what they're going to support. We've been pretty consistent. We're continuing to ask the same questions because we're not getting good answers. Uh, I will tell you, we did a freedom of information uh, inquiry to get all, all emails regarding RHAs in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it was about 96,000 emails, I think is what we learned. And the cost was around $14,000 if we wanted that information so we could weed through it and figure out really where the pressure and the other side of this is coming from. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not sitting on 14 grand that I want to throw around to weed through emails that probably don't exist. Uh, so that's, that's likely not going to happen. Um, I will say this, uh, please, please make sure I'm going to put a link in the in the show notes. If you haven't filled out this survey, please fill out the survey, please respectfully give them heck. Um, 
they love public opinion. The agency loves public opinion. We are still fans of the agency. I'm a big fan of the agency. I am frustrated with the agency on this particular issue. Um, but that doesn't change. That doesn't change that overall. I, I, I still like the agency and I still respect the agency. And if we lose, we lose the struggle I'm having with all of this is, uh, you guys will remember our sign on letter at the last commission meeting, which the, the, the last commission meeting was in February, not December. The, the survey tool's wrong about that. But you will remember the sign-on letter that we, we submitted. Um, it got dismissed out of hand at the commission meeting as saying, we can't have a directional protection in place in this rule because it's already covered by state statute. To which I wish we'd had the opportunity for someone to raise their hand and say, well, isn't so isn't shooting someone's house also covered by state statute? isn't shooting someone's dock or sing swing set or anything else covered by state statute. Cause it is. So there's a lot of hypocrisy in that defense of the argument. And I'm, I'm pretty frustrated about that because we need to be able to have a frank conversation. I'm okay being wrong about this. I'm okay losing this. What I'm not okay with is being dismissed and having the collective signatures of six and a half million stakeholders represented by those NGOs and groups and everything else that signed on just kind of dismissed outright with a wave of the hand of, we can't do it because of this, even though the reason was really a term that FWC loves to use a really capricious reason. So that's a frustrating thing to me. I'm also going to tell the podcast world on August 4th, we are going to have a bus leaving Polk County uh, early that morning, depending on where it falls on the agenda, we're going to be leaving Polk County early that morning. So if this is important to you and, and and if you can find it in your heart to make it important, if you can, if you can say, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to say, I can take a day off work. I can burn a day. This is important enough to care about for, for me, for Travis, it's about my dad taking me hunting or fishing with a, <laughs> with a piece of junk boat or a place we could wade into. Um, those are the things that I worry about as our state continues to get developed out. And I worry that those opportunities are going to be lost in these RHAs. That's, that has been my fear that continues to be my fear. We need to make sure that the commission hears that we may lose. I, I would, I would think reading the tea leaves, we're going to lose, but that doesn't mean you don't show up for the game and take your best shots. And that's what we need to do. And, if it's me and one other guy that drive down from Polk County, we're going to drive down there and we're going to stand up and say the things that we need to say. But this is a great opportunity for the community, the community that we celebrate and we talk about and we, we, we talk about this state and how much we love it and how much we care about it. And I get people all the time that ask me, how can I get more involved? How can I do things? This is a chance. This is not, if we need to rent two buses or two vans or whatever, we will do it. We will figure out a way to make that happen, but we want to get there. We want to show them that, Hey, the hunting community is is tight. They are they care deeply about this, and maybe our concerns are not always represented by the super stakeholders you think are representing our concerns. Maybe it's broader than that, and you need to get a bigger sample when you when you start to go down these roads. So that's I'm not going to beat the RHA horse to death today. I am going to beat the RHA horse to death. I apologize for that. I know you guys are tired of hearing about it, tired of listening for it, but. It's such an important thing. It's an important thing for the future of our state, the future of hunting. Thank you all for giving me 20 minutes of your, hopefully Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, whenever you're listening to this. Hope everybody has a great week. Nate will be back next week. Emily will be back next week. We will have fishing reports. We will have a draft of some sort. It's going to be a good time. It'll be let your hair down kind of stuff. 
Uh, we're going into the 4th of July week when we usually do some kind of crazy music draft as well. So hopefully that'll be coming up as soon too. Go buy your tickets to the live show. Get a friend. Recruit somebody to come to it. Recruit somebody to listen to the podcast. Recruit somebody to leave us a review. Hopefully five stars. If you recruit somebody to leave us a one star, maybe just don't recruit them at all. That would be probably better than, than recruiting someone. Hope everybody has a great week. Everybody stay woke. And we'll talk to y'all later. Peace.